When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings and welcome to the Talkin' Reggae Podcast. As always, I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. I'm rocking solo on this episode to bring a public service announcement to inexperienced musicians and maybe some experienced ones too. I'm going to get into seven unprofessional things I've seen bands do on stage. But first, I want to let you know that Gary Dredd has a new solo tune out called King and Queen. It's brand new, out right now. I was trying to get Gary for this week's episode of Talkin' Reggae, but he's on tour with the movement right now and our schedules haven't quite lined up yet, so hopefully I'll be able to get him on here soon and he can tell you about his track himself. So for now, all I'm going to say is I really dig this tune. I dig the vibe. I dig the feel. It's laid back. It's smooth. I love Gary's vocals on this. I love the music. So that's all I'm going to say about it for now. I want you to go hear it yourself and hopefully soon I'll have Gary on Talkin' Reggae to tell you all about the creation of this tune. But go check it out now. It's streaming everywhere. So now let's get into it. Seven unprofessional things I've seen bands do at shows, aka this is a lesson on gig etiquette. Now, I'm not counting things like being mean to people off stage, uh, stiffing other bands, musicians over money, uh, or even being too drunk to play. These are things that are often unintentional that I've seen bands do. Sometimes they are intentional, but sometimes it's just bands are, don't really realize what they're doing. So here we go. Seven unprofessional things I've seen bands do at shows. Number seven, poor or late communication. So let's say a band is on tour. They're running late for the show because they had some kind of breakdown or something. They don't bother to let anybody know. So the venue and, and maybe an opening band that's there or something, no one knows what's going on. Everyone's trying to figure it out. It's, it's just a, puts a big stress on everybody. So just, you know, if something goes wrong, things happen. If something goes wrong, try to have good communication about it. And, you, you know, sometimes with late communication, that's unavoidable too. Now, I remember there was one time uh, I got a call from a venue in the town I was living in. Said, hey, can you come up here and I'll just play a solo set or something? And it was like, this was about an hour before a band was scheduled to go on. And this band wasn't going to make it, and they had just called the venue like an hour before showtime, essentially. Like they should have been there hours ago, and they're just calling now, say, Oh, it looks like we're not going to make it. And I don't remember what the problem was. I think it was, you know, the guitar player couldn't make the gig or something. It was kind of late to find out. Like that's really bad, really late communication. So you, know, you definitely don't want to do that. Other instances of poor communication we were opening, 
for a national touring ban in our town. And I had seen on Instagram earlier that day that they had a flat tire in their van. So I, you know, I figured, okay, they could probably be late, but they didn't call the venue. So we get to the venue and the venue's trying to decide, should they put us up there to sound check? Should they wait for the other band? What, what are we going to do? It got to be like 20 minutes from doors opening before the band finally showed up. Nobody called. They couldn't get a hold of the band. Nothing. The band could have and should have called the venue with an ETA. Like, hey, we're not going to be here in this time, so do whatever you need to do. They could have put us up there, sound check, moved our gear out of the way, made room for theirs, and so on. So it's inconveniences other people. A lot, a lot of these, it's like I said, it's gig etiquette. It's, it's like not, not inconveniencing other people. You know, making sure that you're handling your business and you are conscientious. You're aware of what's going on. Number six, relying on technology without backup. This is happening more and more because more and more bands are using laptops, you know, not just for electronic music, but for electronic elements for live music. And, you know, if you rely on a laptop for your show or for a big part of the show and your laptop goes down or it's stolen or you lose it or whatever, and you just can't go on. Like, that's super unprofessional. <laughs> if you rely on it that much, have a backup. And also on this list, we'll talk more about backup gear in a little bit, but this one especially, if technology is a big deal, like I know nobody wants to have two laptops, right? But if that's your whole show, that's your whole show. I've seen this happen to bands that incorporate laptops in a big part of their show. I've seen this happen with hip hop artists or dance hall artists who are running their, their rhythms off of a laptop and something's happens, the, the laptop's going screwy, it goes down. Once that happens, you can't really overcome that. That's your whole show. Your whole show's on that hard drive and you know now what? So as inconvenient as it might be for you as an artist who's relying on a laptop, you got to have backup on that. Number 5. Being condescending towards the audience on stage. So, one example of this situation is if you're playing a venue and there's not many people there, there's just a handful of people, you know, they applaud and you say well, thank you both, and thank you both for coming, and all that stuff. It's like, don't do that. And you may be trying to be funny, but come on, give everything you have to the show. Put those feelings aside. Don't make jokes. Don't belittle your audience. Just be cool. Number four, playing too long. Now, this can happen if you're an opener, you know, further down on the bill. You know, somebody tells you 30 minutes, that's 30 minutes, and you better be done at 30 minutes. And if that means you only play 27 or 28 minutes, that's cool. There's still that cool thing about, you know, leaving people wanting more. If you're a good band and you really kill it, playing a short set can be awesome because you don't have time to wear out your welcome even a little bit or take a little bit of the the excitement out of people. It's like you just play your, your short, hot set and get off the stage. Like That's a great thing. And even if you're not the opener, sometimes playing too long, even as a headliner, is you know, know your audience, know what they're there for, know how many bands have played before you. Just make sure you're keeping your set at the right length. Number three, and now we get to the nuts and bolts of things that really bother me. Not getting your gear off the stage. So you're done playing your set. There's another band coming up. Or even if there's not, even if you're the last band of the night. Because in that situation, people want to go home. They're closing the place down. Sound person wants to go home. Bartender 
wait staff, everybody, everybody wants to go home. Get your stuff off the stage, pack up. Now, especially if you're lower on the bill, you're opening the second band of three or whatever, get your stuff off the stage. Don't take forever to break down and definitely don't start talking to your friends when they come to the stage to say, great show. Don't just sit there and talk to them. Get your stuff off the stage. It's real easy for you to just say, when they come up to you and say, hey, great show. Real easy for you to just say, oh, thanks, man. Let me get my stuff off the stage and we'll have a drink, okay? Like, it's real easy to do that. Get your stuff off the, off the stage. Sound person's waiting on you. The next band's waiting on you. You don't want to cause a big delay for the audience. The audience definitely does not want to wait 45 minutes for the next band because you're taking forever to get your stuff off the stage. I've seen this happen numerous times. I've seen it happen with a young, inexperienced band. And I've seen it happen with a, a more experienced band where it's like they're just taking forever to break down. It's like, don't pack up on the stage. Get your stuff off the stage and then pack up, especially if you got a whole lot of gear like this band did. And in fact, this, <laughs> this band that I'm thinking of, they broke rules three and four because they played way too long and then they took forever to get their stuff off the stage. And twice we were behind them going, you know, come on, you guys. Like, <laughs> in fact, the second time the bongo bastard got up in front of them and stared at them, <laughs> they got finished playing a song and he said, hey, you're over time. You guys are done now. And then he jumped up on stage and actually helped them get their stuff off the stage without, <laughs> without even asking them. He just started helping them with air quotes around helping them get their stuff off the stage because they had played too long and they were taking too long to get their stuff off the stage. So that's a really big one. You're, you're, you're bothering everybody in the building by not getting your stuff off the stage quick. It really only takes a few minutes to get everything off the stage. Just do it. Just, just get it out of there. Number two, band members fighting on stage. Now this includes not only physical violence, but all the way down to just giving each other the side eye. Now, I played in a band once where the drummer messed something up and the keyboard player just stared daggers at him. And it's like, you know what? The audience sees that. Now, the audience may also know he made a mistake. A lot of times, if you're in the audience, you, you don't know for sure that someone made a mistake. Well, you're going to know for sure if another guy is staring at him and giving him a real dirty look. Whatever happens on stage, you got to keep the right attitude. You have to be professional. So you can't be giving people dirty looks or even worse, yelling at each other between songs, fighting. I've seen bands of all levels do this. I've seen huge bands do it. Usually not the biggest of the big because they're super professional, but I've seen fairly popular bands do this. I've seen rookie bands do this. Just don't do it. Just whatever it is, let it go. There doesn't need to be fist fights or yelling at each other or even even that 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 side eye just let it go if you if you want to talk talk about something that happened during the show save it for after when there's no one there keep it private keep it in the family deal with it that way the most public way you can deal with something <laughs> is on stage while everyone's staring at you just don't do it save it for later and number 1 i mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about backup gear again this kind of ties in with number one, and it's not being able to finish a gig. Now, I'm not talking about someone gets injured, someone gets violently ill. What I'm talking about is not being able to finish a gig due to lack of preparation. Say 
a broken string and you don't have a backup guitar. Uh, you've got a floating, floating tremolo, so you can't play without that string. You don't have another string to put on there. Things that happen during a show that you could have prepared for. So like backup gear. I don't expect every drummer to have a backup kick drum. You know, you're playing small club gigs. Not every drummer is going to have a backup kick drum with them, or even a, a backup kick head. You know, if you have a front head, you can turn the drum around, make it work that way. There's things that you can do. I don't expect you to do that, but smaller things, strings, or like I said, if you have a, a float, if you're using a floating whammy bar on your guitar, like you better have a backup guitar because you pop a string, that's it, you're done. No one wants to wait for you to break a, to to put a new string on there, but if you have to, you have to have the band vamp. And hopefully it only takes you two or three minutes to put a string on there, get it tuned up, and, and get back in, in motion. One of the things that, one of the events that irritated me the most, and usually I'm pretty, if you've heard me on here before, you know my band, I'm super easygoing. Other than, other than really horrible things, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to get to me, but even some of the things on this list aren't going to irritate me that much if I see other bands doing it, because it's, it's really on them. But th- this one. This one really got to me and Bill uh, this one time, and, and maybe we should have had a sense of humor about it, but really just, it made us upset, a little angry even, at this particular lack of professionalism. So we were following a band at a show, and at one point they stopped playing right in the middle of a tune, because apparently one of their guitar players had broken a string. So they asked if they could use my guitar, and I, I, I didn't have an electric that evening. I was only playing acoustic guitar that evening, so I didn't have another guitar. So I didn't have an electric they could use. They didn't want to use my acoustic. The guy didn't have a backup guitar, obviously, or even an extra string to put on his guitar. And there was another guitar player in the band, so there were two guitar players. This band opted to say, well, sorry, we have to cut our set short. Our guitar player broke a string. That was crazy ridiculous to me. Finish the gig. Find a way to finish. You've got another guitar player. If he, what's he doing there? Like you need this guy? You can't play with one guitar? Then why is that guy even there? <laughs> what's he doing in the band? If he's not solid enough to, to do what he can for the band to finish the set? I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I, I've played shows where the power's gone out and we found a way to keep entertaining people until the power was fixed. We, f- we finished a set in the parking lot, f- played an acoustic set in the parking lot after we were halfway through the set and the venue had plumbing problems and everyone had to evacuate. We played an acoustic set in the parking lot to finish the show to try to give people their money's worth. There's always things that you can do. If you don't have backups or things aren't going that way where backups don't help, find something, some way to finish the show, keep people entertained. People paid money to be there. You can't, you can't say our lead guitar player broke a string, so we have to finish. You just can't do it. And that wraps up seven unprofessional things I've seen bands do at shows. I've seen other unprofessional things. And again, we could talk about all kinds of other things, peripheral things. I, I've certainly seen enough musicians be too drunk t- to where it's, it's just a mess on stage. I'm, you know, didn't need to get into that. There's a lot of other things. And the second I'm done here, I'll probably think of 
a handful of other things that I could have put in here. But, you know, that's just seven. Seven public service announcements <laughs> for less experienced bands and, you know, even some experienced ones that are still doing these things. So that's it for now. Don't forget, please go check out Gary Dredd's new tune, King and Queen. He's got a great catalog of solo work. He's got his work with Rockers. And of course, all those great tunes playing drums for the movement. So check out Gary Dredd's stuff. Get on there. Thank you for listening to the Talking Reggae podcast. I appreciate you being here, and we'll talk again soon. One love.